0: Welcome to Words, Words, Words. This is your host, Robert Tinajero. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about visual rhetoric. Specifically, we're going to be talking about images and illustrations that are in medical textbooks. And so the reason this topic caught my eye was because I came across an article on Vice News um, by a writer named Rose Eveleth. And in it, she talks about um, one main study, which is also connected to an older study, that looks at the illustrations that are used in medical textbooks. And so on this podcast, we usually talk about verbal or written Discourse or words or rhetoric, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about visual rhetoric. So, how do what do images say about those that are producing them, uh, and what are the possible effects uh, of those images? And in this case, illustrations. And so, the article I'm looking at is titled "Medical Textbooks." overwhelmingly used pictures of young white men and so once again this is by author Rose Eveleth, um from May 9th 2019 and so I'm gonna be reading pieces of the article and then stopping uh, for a little bit of commentary And so the article starts by pointing out that Grey's Anatomy which a lot of people know as a popular show that has been on for many years um, Grey's Anatomy originally was actually a textbook published in 1858 and it quickly became the gold standard in medical illustration featuring detailed diagrams of everything from the tiny bones in the hand to the internal structure of the eye and so one side note here is obviously how important visual rhetoric is in textbooks and specifically in medical textbooks to help people visualize and learn information and that could be a whole other episode where we talk about how we learn things. A lot of people learn things better uh, when there is a, a visual connected to it. So the article continues. Uh, Gray's Anatomy is still in print today in its 41st edition. But if you open the book up and flip through the pages, you might notice something or actually you might notice something is missing. And it turns out, it's not just Gray's Anatomy, but it's a lot of textbooks that don't portray women in um, enough of their illustrations. And of course, we can get into discussion of what is enough. Um, should the percentages of male and female illustrations match world populations exactly? Um, you may think they should or shouldn't. But um, according to the article, almost all medical textbooks are heavily are heavily biased towards depicting male bodies. And so in 2014, Rhiannon Parker, a researcher at the University of Wollongong in Australia, set out to quantify just how bad that bias actually is. And what I like about this is that this researcher is putting specific data behind the bias uh, against women in these illustrations. And so the researcher analyzed more than 6,000 images from 17 anatomy textbooks published between 2008 and 2013. So this just wasn't one single book or one single year, um, this was textbooks that spanned five years and once again 6,000 images from 17 anatomy textbooks. And so. Uh, The researcher, Parker, and her colleagues found that only 36% of the anatomical images um, were identifiable as female. And so the article goes on to say that in some cases showing a female body makes sense if the content is specifically about female health. But Parker, the researcher, found that even in cases where there is no reason to show one sex over another, men are more likely to be depicted as the normal body and so this reminds me of a concept uh, written about by cornell west called the normative gaze and so the normative gaze right gaze g-a-z-e so the normative gaze is when someone or a group of people or society um, looks upon others with this normative gaze and sort of is deciding what they believe to be normal and right a lot of us tend to do this Um, sometimes this, this can have huge historical consequences sometimes this is just connected to kind of everyday life right so when we look at somebody walking down the street and we think they're wearing something that is weird right we are using our normative gaze on that person saying well what they're wearing isn't normal right what what I'm wearing is normal but sometimes this normative gaze is connected to um not just things like clothes but it can be connected um to body uh, body image it can be connected to race it can be connected to gender it can be connected to you know stereotypes stereotypes of jobs um, to all sorts of things and so the illustrators of these textbooks are kind of putting um their male normative gaze on society and on women um and and thinking of these medical illustrations as needing um to have more males or maybe it's not necessarily a direct thing where they're getting together and conspiring and saying we need to have more males um but it's it's a um implicit or explicit bias that is that is happening and so this research that i was just talking about lines up with previous research from 1992 that found that even when it comes to medical imagery around reproduction men outnumbered women in textbooks two and a half to one and so parker also saw other trends in her data set so even though she first went out looking for images connected to gender, she also found that bodies in these illustrations, in these textbooks, were also overwhelmingly white, slim, and young. And I think we can all um, agree that a majority of the population worldwide, and if we're just talking specifically the United States, um, is not... Just male, white, slim, and young, and so of the images of women she did find in the textbooks, eighty-six percent of them were white, um, as opposed to seventy-six um, percent of the identifiable male bodies. So 86 percent of the um, female bodies uh, were white, and seventy percent seventy-six percent of the male. Uh, images were white so very high percentages and also um, male bodies were almost always muscular while female bodies were drawn very thin and only 2.7 percent of the images the team analyzed depicted visibly disabled bodies right so we have a majority male bodies white um, muscular were thin and able bodies, so very small percentage of disabled bodies. And only 2.2% of the textbook images depicted elderly patients, right? So a vast majority were young, right? And, and um, so it, it continues, you don't have any elderly in these textbooks, even though the elderly need more health care. I think that that was quite surprising to me, that those types of representations weren't really in there and right so when i try to think back to textbooks i had in my biology classes and other classes um when i was in school um i don't remember specific images but i certainly don't remember visual rep- representations um especially of of older people or non muscular uh people or illustrations um and so right if we look at at history and society it doesn't surprise me that this data is showing that it's majority male bodies um as well and also able-bodied um parker has also researched the impact the images might have on medical students right so this is important as well well right these illustrations tell us a little bit about society and historical um the history of uh, of what has happened in our society that might lead to textbooks having this majority um, uh, male, young, muscular body. Um, but it also matters, you know, what is the possible impact of that, right? And some people might say, oh, who cares? Stop being politically correct. Uh, and other people would argue, well, no, it, it makes sense um, to have a diverse uh, diversity in the illustrations in the textbooks, just like it matters to have diversity in every other place in society. Um, and so, connected to this study, uh, in a survey of 400, 456 anatomy students studying at the School of Medicine, also there at the University of Wollongong in Australia, she found that the disparity in bodies didn't affect their explicit bias, but it increased their scores on implicit bias tests that measure more subtle attitudes and so right the this, this study isn't saying that somebody you know flips through or uses these medical textbooks that are skewed uh, as far as gender and, and age and race um, and body type uh, they don't look at that and then automatically you know have some sort of hatred towards uh, people that that don't fit into the quote-unquote norm but implicitly it might have an effect on, once again, what people view as what should be the norm or what is beautiful or what should be displayed in textbooks. Um, And so the article continues, even beyond the bias it could engender, depicting the same body over and over again as white, male, and athletic isn't the best way to teach future doctors. And this really makes sense, right? Um, Why are we going to just have illustrations that always look or not always, but majority of the time look a certain way when our doctors are dealing with patients that are very diverse when it comes to their race, their age, their, um, their physical abilities, their gender, uh, and all sorts of other uh, characteristics. And so um, the article quotes um, Jill Gregory, who's a medical illustrator, who says, I think we fall into the idea we want to draw Pretty people. Everybody's attracted to pretty people, and so right somebody might argue, well, we want these images to be um, ideal, and so that gets into the whole, whole history of, um, of, you know, stereotypes and of racism and of sexism and ageism. Right when we think that the pretty people are just the the white, young, slim males Um, and not surprisingly as this data shows uh, the history of these illustrations um, is that. Uh, And so uh, the Jill Gregory the medical illustrator also states but especially when you're illustrating a disease of older people you shouldn't have a 20 year old with coronary artery disease right so that's just one example of it doesn't make sense to have this uh, slim muscular person in a medical textbook. Um, and they're displaying having coronary artery disease, right? That's not what these students are going to see later on in their profession in the real world. And what is also interesting is that sometimes these medical textbook illustrators are explicitly told to not include certain kinds of bodies. Parker said that in her research, she heard stories from illustrators who reported being asked not to show female nipples unless the illustration had something to do with breast health, for example. By using past textbooks as examples, illustrators are also perpetuating the bias. Frank Netter, the father of medical illustration, um, his work had 100% white people. Uh, It's a matter of not being lazy thinkers and starting to be like, I shouldn't just default to the same skin tone. This was once again... Gregory talking, who is an illustrator. And so this, these biases are exacerbated by the fact that the majority of medical illustrators are white. In one survey, um, 85% of people who responded to an Association of Medical Illustrators survey in 2018 identified as white a problem that the association started tackling head-on a few years ago with a special diversity committee, right? And so, once again, you might have people that say, well, so what? 85% of these illustrators are white. They're the ones that want the job. They're the ones that are doing it. Uh, So what's a big deal? Um, And so maybe that isn't necessarily uh, the biggest deal, even though they have created this committee, which I agree with, um, to, um, attract more diversity among illustrators, but those illustrators should be aware of, um, direct or indirect biases that they might have when it comes to gender and race and body type and age and all sorts of other things. And so, um, that is the end of the article. Um, once again, this is connected to the podcast because we look at rhetoric And discourse, and in this case, it was the visual rhetoric, the visual discourse of these medical illustrations, and thinking about why are these biases or why are these percentages so skewed in one direction, and what effects might that have, and what are things that we can do to add more diversity to these illustrations, right? Because most of us don't go to medical school, most of us aren't looking at these. Uh, anatomy textbooks, and so a lot of people may not even care once they hear about a topic like this, but I think a lot of people do care, and rightfully so, push for more diversity everywhere in society, and this includes the visual rhetoric of textbook illustrations. So I hope you enjoy this topic. As always, I encourage you to share the topic with your friends, your family, your coworkers. um talk about it. Maybe you know somebody that's in, uh, in medical school or has an anatomy textbook um, uh, laying around at, at home or they're in school. Maybe you happen to have one at home. You can kind of flip through it and kind of see if that textbook lines up with the percentages that we talked about in this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, you can interact with me via the podcast Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Words, Words, Words. Uh, have a great day.